and trust me. Hoagie, I've studied almost every moment of your entire life. You've literally stabbed people in the back like 50 times. Why never do it again? Hello, welcome back to another episode of Nerd Soup. I am Aaron the Nerd Soup Monkey, along here with Bo, back again to discuss Marvel's Loki. Episode 5, the penultimate. A word that everyone has since learned since Game of Thrones. I like that. They kind of put that back into the, the everyone's vocabulary. It's the only contribution they've made to pop culture. And now I use it, just it makes me sound a little smarter. But oh, now yeah. everyone knows it, so now I just sound normal. No, yeah, everyone, you're back to being stupid. Mm. That's, I thrive in my stupidity. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want you any other way. Where do you thrive? <laughs> not, not, not in many places. And maybe this review. Yeah, just uh, blanked out totally. And you uh, threw it back to me. Yeah, it's okay. Off to a hot start, but... It's very humid. Oh, it is terribly humid. Yeah. Well, you uh, think it's uh, humid in the void? It seems like a humid place. It does. Yeah. But that that monster is just like a big... That's just humidity. He's just a big it's humidity a, cloud. Yeah. It's a uh, critique on like climate change. I thought that was a reference to Galactus from <laughs> Fantastic Four. The giant cloud that was just attacking people. Maybe that was a critique on climate change. <laughs> Maybe that movie needs to revisit it. We need to relook at that. Well, regardless of all that, uh, we're back. Hold on. Let me see that. No, that's good. Regardless of all that, <laughs> we're back to review the episode. God damn it. <laughs> Start the fucking review, guys. Perspective of the audience right now. But this was the episode we were kind of... I know you've been looking forward to it. Uh, presidential Loki. But we got, after last week, that little mid-credit uh, sequence where we got introduced to some new Loki variants and... Man, I one of the funniest things for me was when they all just backstabbed each other. <laughs> like that's just <laughs> Loki to a T. No matter how many variants there are, that's just always going to be their end game. And but to see the differences between, especially Kid Loki and older Loki, played by Richard E. Grant, who I mean, just the perfect casting. He is older. He is old Loki. Yeah, I mean, and that moment at the end was such a beautiful moment for that character. Well, just when they talked about, even when we talked about uh, last episode, when the Nexus event, that huge Nexus event on the Apocalypse planet was just because Loki was finding love either within himself or with somebody else and kind of breaking that mold that is Loki for that to cause such a Nexus event. I thought that was so wonderfully done and such a deep, interesting dive into that character and how they talk about it in this episode, especially Richard E. Grant. Like once he tried to leave that planet and kind of bring with him this kind of peace he found, that's what caused the Nexus event. It's just ingrained into their DNA that they're always doomed. And little by little, we're seeing either it is the Loki we know or the different Loki variances kind of break away from that, I guess, predetermined role. And I think that's been one of the best parts of the season so far. Our Loki is just so done with all these Lokis. He's had enough of it. He's not trying to be quippy. He's not trying to be clever anymore. He's very much focused on the mission with Sylvie, trying to find out who's behind the TVA. And you see that with classic Loki as well. But for him, his glorious purpose to be him literally saving himself in another form and then he does it by conjuring up this uh, illusion of Asgard to fool the monster, a place that's been his home. It's been the place where he's been betrayed, where he's betrayed family members. It means so much to him. For all that to come full circle for that character in that moment, to me, it's a top five MCU moment. I'm always going to look back on this moment and get chills of him laughing maniacally. It just felt so cathartic for that character. 
I'm finally free of the lokiness. <laughs> I finally, I, I can do this out in the open, you know, not me escaping from this planet where I, you know, managed to get away from Thanos. I could be free now. Mm -hmm. I can have that freedom that, that he wanted. Um, but yeah, those scenes between them, I mean, classic Loki really was the standout. The other Lokis were hilarious. But when he tells the story of how he was able to escape and how he he needed that solita uh, the solitary moments of... Mm -hmm just reflecting on his life and, and trying to find that peace and missing his brother. You, you saw the impact that that had on our Loki. Yes, definitely. Um, but Alligator Loki stole the show. As great as Glory's purpose was, Alligator Loki, that dude was a menace. Uh, I laughed every time when they were like, is, is he a Loki? <laughs> you sure he's a Loki? Yeah, the Easter eggs in this episode are pretty cool too with the Thanos copter. Um, going back to those James Gunn tweets from years ago saying that he wanted that in the MCU. And yeah. also we had, was it Frog Thor was in there? So uh, little things like that were fun. But yeah, definitely this episode is continuing Loki's self-improvement and breaking that mold. And yeah, again, I, I thought they did that wonderfully. And that ending too was just, I, th I thought that was a great moment too when they band together and they, they and him and Sylvie enchanting that, that thing. And opening that portal, I guess, to whoever is behind this. I can't wait to be disappointed in that. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm, I was wondering if that was a if they were commenting on the fact that Loki's powers always seem to be shifting because they're watching classic Loki do this, and Sylvie's like, "What the fuck? How is this even possible?" And Loki says, "I think we're stronger than we give ourselves credit for." Maybe that's an issue with Loki because he has been so just mischievous throughout his life and he, he's always betraying people that he's never really fully realized he's never fully realized his potential his magic potential uh so that was interesting for me but yeah yeah all them banding together obviously boastful loki betrays them and and the fighting breaks out as much as i enjoyed the scenes with those lokis together that was also great and people were thirsting over president loki because he like put a little uh baritone on his voice mm. it was rumbling a bit oh which one are you <laughs> And like I said, our Loki is just so, so done with all of this. Well, I pointed this out to you and I was happy you agreed with me because I didn't want to be crazy because everyone, and, and rightfully so, universally praises Hiddleston's performance as Loki. But there were a couple of times where I felt like this season as a whole too, there were a couple of times I've noticed that some of his deliveries haven't been up to par, but when he, but it's weird because when he does bring it, it's just fantastic as well. So yeah, he's a great actor. Mm -hmm. It's not that he struggles with certain lines or certain emotions. It does seem like, and I don't know if it's a directing thing, but I've also noticed this in Kong Skull Island. When he's not invested, it kind of, you could see it. He doesn't hide it well. And I felt that some of the line deliveries in this show, for him, in this episode, have been, some of the line deliveries in this episode were a little off. Yeah. And He's a great actor, and that happens. Not yeah, everyone is going to be at 100% all the time, but yeah, that, that, that was something I noticed as well. I've noticed it a little bit throughout the season, but here, for me, it was pretty apparent. But I think that, you I know... Mean, it could be possible, as, as good as he is as this character, that maybe he is getting tired of it. He's been doing it for a long time, man, and he's not that active on social media, so it's kind of hard to gauge how how much the MCU actually means to him. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility that it is a nine to five. It's I do Loki because the money's good and I'm good yeah. at it. But, but also like my main point was like when he hits those emotional moments, especially at the end too, he really brings it and you could feel that with that character as well. Yeah, you think he's a terrible actor. It's fine. <laughs> Lean into it. Don't shy away now. 
Yeah, no. He when he needs to be, he's incredible. Yeah, he mostly is incredible. Um, but I said Alligator Loki stole the show, but Richard E. Grant really did steal the show. <laughs> that was someone who it's, it amazes me when TV shows can do this when they can introduce a character for one episode, and it feels like you've lived an entire life with them. You get their entire arc, and obviously you have the built-in advantage of us knowing what Loki went through. But he, that was that was my favorite iteration of all the Lokis so far. Including our Loki, including Sylvie. Classic Loki, he was just such a standout. Um, Kid Loki saying that his Nexus event was that he actually killed Thor. Yeah. That was such a badass moment because obviously Loki has tried to kill Thor many times and he <laughs> never could. Uh, Thor always got the best of him. So, I don't know. Maybe he when he did the snake thing, he got him in the heart. <laughs> you know? And then Thor yanked it out. It's like, no, you got to keep it in. You don't yank it out. Yeah. And all of a sudden... Kid Loki gets Legends. pruned to the void. Yeah, he was a legend. He was their leader, too. They're like, hey, you fucking killed Thor. <laughs> I like to think, like, this is where they send everybody, but there's just been so many damn Lokis they've had to, right, had right. to prune that it just became a, a, pla- a void of Lokis. Last episode, I, I assumed that it was a prison of your own variants. Yeah. That's where you get sent. So I figured Mob- Mobius would be sent to another void. You know, it's just one void, and like you said, <laughs> so many Lokis have been pruned in the past. I can't imagine some of the bad people that are running around there. Like, there's got to be a couple Thanoses. You know, Thanoses that made a mistake here and there, and TVA showed up and just pruned his big purple ass. Um, that's, right? That's his chopper. Well, what? Uh, <laughs> I don't think Na- Thanos can have a Nexus event, because his goal is always destruction. So it's like, even if he's like, what's worse than... Yeah, good Thanos. What do you mean? Thanos who wants to be a garden gardener. <laughs> the TVA is going to show up. <laughs> the, all the memes of the TVA showing up to do horrible things when people ended up doing the right thing yeah. <laughs> have been incredible. <laughs> so, yeah, no, the good Thanos. When Thanos wants, It's the same thing that happened with Sylvie, right? Thanos playing with his little toys. Like, mm. nah, he ain't going to be the Thanos we know. Like, you got to kill a lot of motherfuckers, man. Uh, That's the balance. Yeah, I guess so. But... Yeah, like we said, everyone's speculating on who could be doing this TVA. Is it a Loki variant? Is it Kang? <sighs> it's going to be, when you hype up something like that, that's the thing. It's I don't think it's meant to be this big reveal. Yeah. It's just, it's the story that they're telling. So, like, when they reveal who the Wizard of Oz is, it's just a dude, right? It's just a dude behind a curtain, and that's kind of what this guy could be. If it is Kang, for the hardcore fans, we're going to know what that means. Well, but I'm, for the casual viewer, they're going to be like, When does Jonathan Majors announce? I wonder if that lines up. I think it does line up. Okay. Yeah, I think it does. But like I said, the average, the casual fans, I mean, at this point, so many people are really heavily invested in the MCU, so maybe they will know who that is, but... I guess at the very least, they'll Google it say, oh, okay, that's a character that comes from the comics and he's going to appear in Eternals or he's going to appear in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. I think a Loki variant is like the safest bet. That would be cool. Or a Thor variant. <laughs> I don't think you're bringing out Hemsworth. Right. Yeah. No way. <laughs> he voiced the frog. True. And they got him for the cartoons. But yeah, no, it's probably not going to be Hemsworth. Could be maybe like... I don't know. Um, I was wondering if it could be like a um, throwaway character that they had in one of the old movies because they like doing that. They obviously did it with Red Skull, but no one's really coming to mind. Because I was thinking maybe like Mordo or someone, someone who has like those Doctor Strange-esque powers who would be familiar with different types of timelines and especially what we're getting with Doctor Strange and this being teased as something that's going to be 
heavily influential in those movies. So I don't, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see, but Stanley, Stanley, his final cameo, <laughs> the last one that he shot. <sighs> I'm interested to see why Rainslayer wants to, uh, is she still hiding some information here? Because she does seem to be in the dark about who is actually running the TVA. Like she, I don't know if she wants revenge against them for being used, but she was ready to betray Sylvie. So mm-hmm. if you think that it, it truly was her wanting revenge on whoever has been manipulating her throughout this time, throughout all this time, she would work with Sylvie because that makes the most sense. Sylvie's just been ahead of the game. She's the one that cracks that whoever's running this is probably beyond the void. So I, I, I Rainslayer to me is still a question mark. You got to do better than void spaceship or whatever they tried to call it. <laughs> Miss Minutes. Yeah, she was struggling. One. She's like, uh, uh, I'm looking, I'm looking. Yeah. Um. Man, this minutes. Uh, <laughs> Looks like some of these files were ripped out. Hold on. <laughs> but I also enjoyed the moments with Sylvie and Mobius, too. And yes, definitely. They kind of... Why is she his favorite? That was mean. Picking favorites at the very end. Probably just wants to bang her. They barely spent any time together. <laughs> He's been chasing her around. He's barely seen her. Barely wants to bang her. Yeah, it's been stuck in the TV for, for so long. That's he's, true. Yeah, he's an attractive point. woman. It's like, oh, you're my new favorite now. I did love that Luca fan art of Sylvie, Mobius, and Loki on the jet ski. <laughs> and everyone said that's how it. That's how the series should end. Those scenes were great. The scenes with Mobius and the other Lokis. When, yeah. Once again, he's he's been such a impactful person on Loki's life. I mean, him going in for the hug at the end. When have you ever seen Loki do that? Do you think we see him at the end or is that kind of wrapped? I wonder if that is wrapped. I, I don't think he's going to show up in the finale. Once again, maybe it's like a they defeat the TVA and everyone gets wrap it up and you get to see like Yeah, you get like yeah. a quick scene of him on a jet ski with his family, with his own little Mobiuses. Um Mobii. Mobii. Uh, right. I was wondering that. Multiple Lokis. Loki? Because then how would you spell it? No, I think they're just Lokis. Mm. Yeah. And they're all just like when you click, they all have hyperlinks in the Wikipedia. And it just sends you to Loki. <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's who they are. They're just all Loki. When they were trying to figure out if Alligator Loki was just lying, and Mobius is like, well, that actually would make him more like a Loki. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. He's just trying to enjoy his life with his little helmet. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, the, the way that Loki is so done with dealing with himself, but really embracing the best parts of himself has been really interesting. Uh, like I said, he's the one that wants to kill Elioth, and they all think he's crazy, but he's determined to do it. He just got there, but he's still determined to do it. And you could see how he's kind of the way that they've sped up his emotional growth in the matter of five episodes, whereas we saw it play out over eight years in different movies, has been kind of genius. They've gotten to that point of Loki at the end of Ragnarok in a matter of five episodes, and it hasn't felt sped up. It hasn't felt cheap. It hasn't felt disingenuous. So... I think that this could be the best version of the character. Well, yeah, that's what we've said with these Marvel series so far. When you get to spend an extended period of time with these characters and really delve into them, it's going to make for <clears throat> it's going to make for some character development that you're just not going to get, even if it's a solo movie. But especially if you're not a main character who uh, whose appearances, for the most part, are in mostly ensemble uh, films. Yes, and I think coming off of Black Widow. That should have been a TV series because the best part of Black Widow is the opening credits when they show you all the backstory of everything that they actually went through um, together as sisters. That would have been a perfect six part Disney Plus series of them going back and forth Mm -hmm. the current timeline and in the past. And 
it's the best way to tell these stories. Feige keeps saying it, that the future of the MCU is on television. And I think a lot of people are actually overhyping Loki for that reason. I, I think it's been very good. I don't know if it's top 10 or top 5 territory, but because you spend so much time with the character, people just enjoy that more. Mm-hmm. And I think with, with Marvel, television is the best way to go. I mean, look, they come from comics, weekly weekly issues. That's how they, these stories were originally told, and it, they've really benefited from that. And I think you could say, argu- arguably, the best character moments and dives into characters have been with Loki and, I think, Scarlet Witch so far. Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's got, throughout and that's, the whole MCU. Like, yeah, and Scarlet Witch was a character who very much was secondary, or third character, you know, not really getting that focus. And one of the complaints in Infinity War was that the relationship between her and Vision wasn't really fleshed out. And they certainly make up for that in WandaVision. Definitely. And like I said, Loki didn't necessarily need to... And like I said, the Loki series necessarily didn't need to make up for any lack of development we saw in the movies because we got a lot of it and a lot of it is very good he's often the standout in every movie that he appears in i think ragnarok is the first movie where thor really came into his own and loki was very much a secondary character but he gets the redemption at the end of that movie from thor himself and the fact that they were able to do it again to repeat all of those beats or or have similar beats but do it in a in a different way is is genius it truly is it's not a perfect show but that aspect of the show the character development of its main character has been pretty much perfect right where i feel like more was um i feel like his development in the past was more uh morally in terms he's more flexible but in this it's more self improvement yeah and right right so it's, it's very different in terms of that and i think yeah that was one of the things like i kind of commented on the beginning it's like oh we already already got loki redemption but i guess taking it and doing it in a different way and we don't know how this is going to end up like what loki's future in the mcu or what type of loki or what variant of loki is going to be prominent going forward but um i guess we got to wait and see next week to see how that all plays out but i think whatever version we do get will be an improved upon version yeah your point about what loki are they going to continue with i would love to see hero loki where he is someone who has found himself and he's happy with himself. He loves himself enough to right all the wrongs he did in the past. I think that the character has deserved that. He has been so morally flexible where he's always fucking up and then he's doing the right thing or he's fucking up and doing the right thing. I'd like to see just badass, cool Loki doing the right thing all the time. More morally flexible than maybe some of the other heroes, um, but still on the side of, like they say in Sherlock, on the side of the angels this time, where he's not working for himself, but he is trying to make the world a better place. Because, like Thor, you know, like that's what heroes do. I would like to see that with Loki. Because they've announced season two. Um, and if they do destroy the TVA at the end of this season, season two of Loki could be anything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they have things to pull from from the comics. There are stories with Loki being heroic in the comics. So I, I would like to see our Loki continue. I would like to see Sylvie continue as well. Maybe they both come back and they're both heroes in season two. Sylvie, that always seemed to be her natural inclination, whereas Loki has now grown into that. So that's something I definitely wouldn't mind. And if they destroy the TVA, like we've all been speculating that they will, what's going to happen next? How is this going to connect to the other movies? Are we going to see some of these bigger actors appear in this to lead into the to those uh projects i wonder I if that's it, a possibility i wonder if there's it's a case of like where wanda creating that like event and there was alluded alluded to nexus and all those different connections there um 
that happened after Endgame, whereas Loki happens kind of like during Endgame because he takes the thing and then we don't know how much time has passed uh, yeah. since then. So maybe yeah. this is happening before that and whatever they do to the TVA allowed Wanda to kind of fully do what she did without anyone to quote unquote like stop her or set the timeline right. So that opened up that scenario where, yeah, they destroyed the TNA and this is kind of the uh, the drawbacks of that is now this allowed Wanda to create some crazy event that might just fuck up the whole multiverse of madness. That's a good point. And it could also it could also explain why maybe Doctor Strange wasn't around, because if the TVA coming down is such a big thing, you know, that's probably something that's going to catch Doctor Strange's attention. Maybe that maybe Loki finds himself on the run once again from Doctor Strange. Well, not once again, but in his crosshairs, because yeah. their first meeting did not go well for him whatsoever. Doctor Strange is OP. That would be perfect, Loki, like doing something right. But also doing something terribly wrong. <laughs> it gets on Strange's radar. Like he, it's like it's like I thought I was doing the right thing. It's like yeah, but you just fucked up everything. <laughs> you did the right thing for you when you thought it was the right thing for everyone, but it ended up just being the right thing for you, and you fucked up. It's everything. like oh great, Loki. I'm glad you're like found some self love and happiness, but you just ruined the lives of everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's gonna. Uh, who knows what this is going to. Like I said, the the aftermath of them bringing down t- the TVA, how is this going to lead into Spider-Man? Because they're setting up the possibilities of Tobey Maguire and Garfield being in that movie and it not being ridiculous. Because they can just explain it as their variants of those characters. And if the TVA is destroyed, that's the thing. Those The alternate universes don't go away. Uh, they're still there. And the sacred timeline could be bullshit. That could have been just a bullshit thing from set up by the guy who's running the TVA, guy or girl. Uh, to make sure that no one ever challenges him. Um, I can't wait. I, I, I'm so excited for this finale. Yeah. And uh, I was pissed by this cliffhanger, but man, there have been some good cliffhangers throughout this season. Definitely. And yeah, we'll be back like we have been. all we uh, And we'll be back next week like we have been with the recap review of the finale. And hopefully we get some answers. I'm sure we'll get some. We'll get even more questions, but... That's kind of like what we expect with these things. That's how it be with Marvel, right? <laughs> Just got to stick around till we're all dead. But Marvel will be here making movies. Are you fucking speculating on the future MCU when I'm 93 <laughs> years old? Damn, we were making some good points in that video. Hey guys, Aaron and Nerd Suit Monkey here. Before we end this video, I want to give a quick shout out to our Patreon supporters. What can I say about you guys that I haven't already said about myself? You are the most important part of the channel and the main reason we keep going strong. Like Bo says, you keep the lights on in the fridge, so the fridge is full. Or, or something like that. So, from everyone here at Nerd Soup, I'd like to thank you guys for your continued support. If you're interested in joining the ranks of our patron supporters, head over to patreon.com slash nerdsoup and check out the rewards we offer to our patrons. We recently dropped some new stickers for you guys to check out, or you could choose a tier that will allow you to select a movie, show, or video game for us to review. We've got a full slate of fan-suggested reviews coming your way, and we're really excited about the chance to review some of those movies and shows. We've also got t-shirts, mugs, behind-the-scenes videos showing how we bring our videos to life. And once again, thank you to all our Patreon pledgers who have been supporting us throughout the years. Without you, we wouldn't be able to convert all your pledges into cryptocurrency, so thank you from my future self for making us rich. 